now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. There is uh, one supplement I've got to recommend to you because I care about you. (laughs) Because I've done 5,000 shows on health. Um, and that, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I've done so many shows on health. Okay. Maybe not literally 5,000, but I'm telling you it's a high number. Um, balance of nature is that one supplement that you want to get your hands on because it is that good. They grow the fruits and vegetables themselves. We know our food supply is tanking. We know our food supply has problems and doesn't contain the nutrition. So that's why they grow their own. Then they dial the phytonutrients down into capsules for you. It is made so well. And I'm telling you that it is the one that works. If you want to get your immune system back for this winter, you're going to be spending a lot more time indoors. And every time you eat sugar, it lowers your immune system. Okay? And it's so sad, too, because your immune system needs all the help it can get. And we're on a sugar fest from next week up until January. It's a sugar fest. So your immune system is going to be fighting. Okay? So to keep your immune system up, make sure you're taking... Balance of Nature every day. Go to balanceofnature.com and uh, put in my name, Kate. It keeps us on the air too. Isn't that great? It's a twofer. It's a twofer. Um, so you get you get the benefits of good health and we get to stay on the air. And let me just tell you, Balance of Nature is incredible. You're going to love it. Money back guarantee. You have nothing to lose and make sure and go and order it up. Put in Kate and you'll get 35% off in free shipping. I cannot recommend it higher. I'm serious. This is, this is the best. Okay. Oh, and I've tried others. Let me tell you, I'm like a product, like I, I, it's like walking into a store at my house. (laughs) There's so many products, but balance of nature is amazing. Um, so go take that one. Um, okay. So Melissa, where do you want to start on that? That was mad world, by the way, Adam Lambert. Uh, uh, Okay. We, we've talked about the fact that, um, that the Afghan uh, that there were helpers on the ground. Mm-hmm. There were great people working for the yeah. State Department on at the ground level. Right. And they were doing heroic mm-hmm. and amazing things. And mm-hmm. we want to keep that in mind. The rest of this report really kind of outlines the horror show that was the management of the crisis. And it was absolutely a right. horror show. And I think there are some lessons we can learn and maybe even some things we can apply in our own lives as we look at what happened. Mm -hmm. That seems kind of strange to say, but as we go, I think, I think that'll become evident. So here's, here's where the story begins. Both Trump, the, both the Trump administration and the Biden administration were determined to kind of draw down Mm -hmm. the American presence in Afghanistan and the dilemma that they were facing at least the state department was trying to manage was how do we pull people out? Mm-hmm. How do we reduce the number, our presence mm-hmm. without signaling lack of confidence in the Afghan government without making, you know, people on the ground vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was the problem. They were being promised by the president of Afghanistan, a guy named President Ghani, mm-hmm. that they would, the Afghan right. forces were going to defend Kabul to the, for a long time. 
there was some hope that they could get a transitional government that would allow a reasonable, you know, pull down of forces. And what actually happened was that President Ghani got spooked and like a lot of tin pot sort of governors will Mm do. He fled the country in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. which caused the Afghan government to collapse very fast. And the Taliban was at the gates waiting for that to happen. Right. And they swooped in very fast. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. Here's where the problems begin. The State Department had absolutely no plan for that contingency. They did not know. They didn't have a priority list. Mm-hmm. Who do we need to get out? They had been telling Americans in Afghanistan, uh, this would be a, you know, this is a, this is a war zone. This mm-hmm. is not a good place to be. This is a very dangerous place. Right. We, we are recommending Americans to get out. And people were not leaving. Mm-hmm. And then when Kabul fell, there was this mad rush and there was an ordinate pressure put on these people at the embassy in Mm -hmm. Kabul to reach out to every American that was still remaining behind and bring them in and get them out of the country, evacuate them out. But there was no plan. There was no priority plan. They knew that they had high profile Afghans who had been significant in the effort to assist the Americans there. Mm -hmm. There was no priority list. Right. Hmm. They didn't know who they were dealing with. They didn't know who they needed to bring in. There was no manager. There was no crisis management team. There was nothing. It's like controlled chaos in a way because not everybody's in the know. So it's very compartmentalized. And then you have a lot of chaos going on, but they like it that way because a lot of things get done when there's chaos. And, And then it makes it also look like something isn't planned to happen a certain way psychologically. Well, the, the, If you go to the end of this report, lessons learned and things that they want to implement in the future, Mm -hmm. they, uh, one of the things is, and and I've given this some thought today, as as we look at what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, Mm -hmm. there's some lessons here about that as well. If you are in a war zone, if you are in an area which the State Department is saying Mm-hmm. You need to leave now mm-hmm. and you choose to stay. Is it really the government's obligation to get you out later? Mm. Okay. And yeah. I don't really think that it is. <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if, the, if, if the government says this is not a safe place for Americans and you choose to go there anyway, mm-hmm. should you rely on the American government then to risk the lives of other people to rescue you and evacuate you out? Mm. Now, I know in Israel that happened very quickly and lots of people were caught off guard. Yet at the same time, it's so crazy. I'm still getting reports in email about people that are visiting and it's not that hard to get around and it doesn't really still look like the whole country's in a war that they are telling us that's going on nationally or internationally. It's very strange. And I'm guessing Mm -hmm. that that's probably the way it looked in Afghanistan, too. You're probably right. Yeah. You know, if you got out of Kabul, Mm -hmm. it probably was just kind of everything looked kind of normal. And when we went to war there, you know, 
uh, when we when we really didn't go to war because Congress never declared a war constitutionally. But when we had a military action over there to protect heroin and poppy fields, <laughs> um, it seems as though we probably uh, traded out uh, for our guy in that top spot. So um, would I think that it's our dude, that the one that you were talking about? Probably. Um, because everything's controlled. Once we go in with military action, the CIA likes to control who's in those top spots. So, well, hmm, I would say this to that, Mm -hmm. you know, Ronald Reagan said the most dangerous sentence in the English language is I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Bingo. Mm -hmm. So Hmm. if you don't want to take that risk, don't be the guy that's been hired to be the security guard Mm -hmm. for the poppy fields. Like, (laughs) Don't do it. Yeah. Unless yeah. we like our drug willing, trades. <laughs> you know, seriously. Uh, Money laundering, drug trades, CIA, yeah, anybody? All that. Mm-hmm. All that. Mm-hmm. Those people, I don't feel bad yeah. for the people who are caught in that spot. Right. And I don't feel that there's an obligation Mm-hmm. to evacuate them out. No, me neither. Um, and the military and um, intelligence complex as well. So whenever I say right. CIA, I'm, I'm, it's all there, right? We all know that I'm talking about everybody. So. Well, the other interesting recommendation was that because there was no plan, mm-hmm. because there was, they had, when I say there was no plan, there was, they didn't even know who the Americans were that were in the country. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to locate them. They didn't have any priority list on which Afghan citizens needed to be evacuated out because they were, you know, they were in fear for their lives as well. Mm -hmm. There was no priority list. There was no way to make that work effectively. And what happens is the whole, all these people just kind of swarmed the airport and it turned into this huge chaotic mess with Mm -hmm. these kind of very heroic Lower level people trying to do their best to make sense of it. So one of the recommendations was that, and I think this is interesting, they need a crisis management team always in operation. They need to be trained. They need to have these contingency plans. They need to know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And they need to know, and they can draw those, those contingency plans don't even need to be drawn in country. They could have had a team stateside Mm -hmm that had all of that information mm-hmm. ready to roll, they drop them well, in, mm-hmm. you know, they're a crisis management team. They know what to do. They know how to set it up Well, because, and they know how to make it work. Because everything's done in the name of emergency now, election fraud and everything else, and uh, all of these different uh, events and drills and everything, we need an emergency team that's not on the take for the emergency team that's on the take. <laughs> Does that make sense? Right. We do. We need That's like the, the backup emergency real team. emergency uh, people that can handle the bought and paid for emergency people. Well, I'm sharing this <laughs> and, and this is some of what my takeaway is. Uh-huh. Just understand that that kind of mayhem mm-hmm. is likely to be repeated if there's an emergency on the ground here as well. Yeah. The government will not know what to do. No. And when they send in FEMA, you know, it's all going to get jacked up. So because that's what FEMA does, they go in and jack everything up and it makes no sense and they rob everybody blind. So I would say emergency crews, emergency crews need to be within the citizenry, like a militia, but an emergency crew for the bought and paid emergency crews. 
Well, we yes. can we can do that to combat, FEMA. and we should do that. <laughs> we should have uh, some kind of vision of right. what we would do in an emergency. How would we? Because I think part right. of the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I take yeah, this right. whole Afghan thing mm-hmm. and I bring it into my home. Do I know what I would do in an emergency? Do I know what my priorities need to be? Do I need to know how I'm going to behave in those circumstances? Well, even like communities, does your community of streets, you know, everybody lives in sort of a subdivision of suburbia. A lot of people do. Or you live in a rural area. And what do the neighbors do if everything gets chaotic? If something happened overnight that stalled everything, go watch the show Revolution if you'd like some context. (laughs) Revolution covers it nicely in an EMP. Um, from 2012, I think that series, but, but as communities, how would you keep your community safe? What we, I mean, as far as community, I mean, like your little subdivision, can you, can the neighbors all work together too? Because I don't trust FEMA as far as I can throw FEMA. And, um, I don't think they're and there. And if you want to see purpose. what that looks like, revisit Maui. Bingo. So you know, sad, but what, true. Mm-hmm. They, they couldn't even trust yeah their emergency responders to get the yep. warning out. No, you're right. You're so right. Yes. So, you know, have alternatives. And part of the problem in Kabul was that they did not ever consider the worst case scenario could happen. Mm. They they were very trusting mm-hmm. in this Ghani, President Ghani, that he was going to be good to his word and he was going to hold and defend Kabul. I, he didn't mm-hmm. do that and everything collapsed. It, if I was a guessing girl, I would say that it was our installed guy, uh, that he's a member of intelligence, because that's usually how it works uh, when they install a guy like Zelensky, the actor, and that um, he was he didn't just flee, that he was removed out of there to even create more chaos in the situation, right? I don't know. I think. that, that If I'm no, a guessing girl. I mean, girl, that's a, certainly an educated girl. guess, but I don't, I don't have any confirmation of any of those things. I know. But I'm just putting so. it out there as a guess. Yeah, <laughs> you can, just... We can all speculate as oh. much as we want. But I think yeah. take, you know, take these lessons learned yeah. into your own life. Mm-hmm. And one of them is consider the worst case scenario. Right. Consider that. Deal with it. Think about what that means and, and prepare for it. One of the other things that I thought was very interesting So I said the people on the ground, the people in Afghanistan were very trusting Mm -hmm. of Ghani and they thought that he was going to do what he said he was going to do. But there were people there who were reading the tea leaves Mm. and were saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't be so trusting. Maybe we should do a few things here. And they were kind of silenced. Yeah. So there was there was and believe it or not, this is the same story that happened in Vietnam mm-hmm. when there were people who were advising the government at that time, look, don't go down this path. This is not good mm-hmm. to do with the Vietnamese people. They right. will not respond to these things, whatever. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was just I was just over the weekend at a French and Indian fort and it was the same story there. You know, there were George Washington was saying, don't treat the Cherokee that way. Right. And they said, well, we're going to do it the way we want to do it. And then everybody got murdered. And then it was a, you, you know, know what I love about thing. you, Midwest Melissa, is that you'll go to that sort of fort. <laughs> I love that about you. 
I would go there again if I I, could. No, I just think it's so cool. I I like that about you. Seriously. You're good people. You're good people. Be right back. (laughs) Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com for all the SoundCloud podcast episodes of this live show you're listening to right now. Be right back. I'm Lisa, and I'm a family medicine physician, and I'm 51 years old. And thanks to Balance of Nature, I feel great. Being a family medicine doctor is the most fulfilling career in the world. I'm never, ever bored. I help people, but it's also incredibly stressful. My approach to stress is to exercise, and I exercise hard. With Balance of Nature, I recover about twice as fast. Fruits and vegetables are so important to keeping healthy, and we try to vary things up but there's only so many things you can actually purchase at the store, put on your plate and eat in a day. And so even if your diet is fantastic, balance of nature adds little bits and pieces that maybe you're not getting already. So it's extraordinary research. My advice in my practice is just keep eating healthy and balance of nature is a great way to get anything that's missing from your diet. Start your journey to better health with balance of nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order and get this special offer by using discount. You're open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly show. lot on the show because it's worthy of play on the show because it uh, the subject comes up all the time and everyone's trying to rule the world baby um also that song was they were going to call it everybody wants to go to war and i don't know if people realize that hat tip mike thank you for that uh, little tidbit i didn't know that and uh, everybody wants to go to war that's what they were going to name it there's a lot of money in war. I mean, a lot of profit. Um, um, also, make sure and text 989898 to Birch. Please get some solid free information, and it might cost you nothing to actually get all of your stuff backed up with gold as far as your IRAs and retirement. How nice would that be right now? Feeling a little more peaceful, okay? Make sure and text 989898. Do it right now on your phone as a favor. Uh, because if you get this information, I know it can help you. And uh, do that. And text my name, Kate, K-A-T-E. Go to katedallyradio.com. Over 23 million served on podcast. <laughs> I feel like McDonald's. Over 23 million served. And uh, I love that. And, of course, share the show, please. Also go to activatefiq.com to get copper and magnesium. And whole C, which is a lot better than absorbic acid for you. And uh, double up and triple up on that whole C if you start to get a little ill. And it works for me every single time. So knock it out of the park with whole C from activatefiq.com and make sure and use my name, Kate, as a product code. Okay. You're going to get some savings there. It's going to be real nice for you. All right, Melissa. Well, I think as we kind of round out this whole discussion about the kind of horror that happened there, it's good to know that they evacuated 125,000 people from Afghanistan right. very quickly. Mm. And, and it, in the end, they were able to get that many. They're still working in Afghanistan to get some people out. But if we segue over to current events, what's mm-hmm. happening right now in the world, okay. an article that just came out on October 23rd is talking about the potential for an evacuation out of the Middle East, of Americans out of the Middle East. Mm. And so if you read the article carefully, after having read this other document, you can see some of the language they're saying, oh, it would be irresponsible for us not to have a contingency plan, Mm -hmm. not to have considered a worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Those are some some of the same language out of that other report. But here's the difference. Mm -hmm. 
they they're talking about the potential need to evacuate out of both Lebanon and Israel Americans who might be a target mm-hmm. for terrorism or who knows what. And now it's not 125,000, it's 600,000 people. It's a much more complicated... And yet, um, none of the other countries are bombing Israel. Nobody's really going after Israel, and Israel can hold its own after a tiny, 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 tiny little Gaza strip or Hamas. So isn't that interesting that they need all the reinforcement? Because I'm hearing troops going over now consistently, and that we're shoring all that up. I found this to be interesting. The same article said... Uh, the specter of such an operation comes as Israeli forces aided by U.S. weapons and military advisors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, wait, when did yeah, that happen? Right. Mm. Um, so that was You're kind right. of a, I don't know if that was a slip or if, if that's just something not being talked about in the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Um, but for sure, I, I, yeah, I think we're going to see active involvement. Yeah. But imagine what a 600,000 person operation would be. Um, Hmm. They're putting out the warning right now that Americans in the region need to be exercising extreme caution. They need to be making provisions Mm -hmm. um, and be prepared for potential attacks against them or whatever. Hmm. So, you know, if, if I was living in Lebanon, if I, <laughs> I would be packing up now. Yeah. It's time to go now. I've, I would imagine. Not wait for the, and, the State Department to, yeah. you know, it's a crisis and now we got to get you out. And I would say um, to people that want to go on a little hike um, this winter and f- figure that that's the best place to go, like the Gaza, you know, strip. Ah, pals, let, let's just go over there and go for a little hike and a little vacation. I would say that no. <laughs> Please, yeah. uh, let's stay please, no. out of the war zone. Yeah, I, people you know, are idiots. Let's and they'll do... put ourselves <laughs> in the try. crosshairs if we don't have to. You know they'll try. You know there'll be some total moron that's like, I just wanted to go on vacation. What's the matter? Uh, well, yeah. so as we think about American taxpayers, mm-hmm. uh, how much is your vacation worth? <laughs> is it worth six Navy ships oh, and aerial drones to surveil and... Figuring out how to get you out. And Um, here's what they say. Mm -hmm. It's hard to think of an evacuation that might compare to this in scale, scope, and complexity. Wow. It's bad, you guys. I fear it's bad. Thank you, Melissa. Midwest Melissa, I really appreciate you. Thank you. And of course, I'll be right back with Susan. So don't go anywhere. We got a lot of really great topics at hand. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Stay with me. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. Code Kate.